There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed. And that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWireSports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Benched with Bubba. This is episode 49. And tonight, it's going to be a fun podcast. Uh, get some fancy football talk in, and we're going to talk some IDP uh, strategy, which you know we've never done on this podcast, and there's a few out there, but not a ton. So uh, we'll get into it. We have a, a member of 444football.com. You can find him on Twitter, at Mike underscore Wallard. Mike, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing awesome. Really, uh, really glad to be a part of this. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. No, no problem at all. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you were able to make it on here. It's going to be a fun deal. It's fun for me. It's fun for talking IDP. I'm looking forward to this. Um, how long have you been covering uh, the IDP stuff? Uh, I, I got started in 07 uh, is when I joined my first league. And then uh, right around... Right around 2009, I started doing some writing, and uh, I've been I've been doing IDP basically ever since then. Nice, nice, yeah. And, um, I, I love like what you're doing this past week, and I know you do it a lot. But um, if people don't know, follow him on Twitter again at Mike underscore Wallert. Um, he, he's tweeting out everything about the games, about the defensive players, snaps, kind of different things. Really gets you on uh, ready for what's going on there. But um, let's get into some strategy. Let's just get right to it. Doing your drafts, we'll start with the standard draft first. When do you start approaching IDP players? Um, I, I guess it really all depends on what your what your league does, uh, your league's tendencies. Um, me, what I like to do, no matter if it's if it's a standard league or a PPR league, I like to get my core offense uh, established first. So I want at least. You know, for example, this one draft that I'm doing, I've got uh, I've got a couple of running backs, uh, I've got three or four wide receivers, I've got a tight end, and then I went for my first IDP uh, in the seventh round, um, and I drafted. You know, I target usually target a linebacker just because I want my I want a top, you know, 110, 120, 130 tackle guy. I want that guy targeted. So, like for example, my first IDP off the board in the seventh round was Navarro Bowman. Um, basically targeting him because he's coming back from injury. If you're in a league where a lot of people might scroll and look at last year's points, he's not going to show up. And I think he's a really good injury bounce back. So he was my first IDP that I targeted. So right around seventh, eighth round is, is where I feel comfortable pulling the trigger. And again, I'm targeting, uh, you know, a, a high end uh, linebacker. So again, really all depends on your scoring and how you're, you know, take a look at your league tendencies from year to year. Okay, so then 
to the next question in a PPR format, pretty much be the same strategy based on scoring and everything. Usually you're going to be taking a guy, say, round seven or eight overall in most drafts then. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. I mean, if, if you're scoring, if you find your scoring to be really heavy IDP related, you know, focused, you might want to go a little earlier. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I want my offensive guys first uh, before I target an IDP. I mean, the defenders, especially the linebacker position, is pretty deep. Um, but I, I'd like my offense first. No, that makes sense. That makes sense, especially like you said, if if you're in certain drafts and you kind of – it's like any sport when you're doing fantasy drafts, sometimes you just have to go with the flow and get your guys. And if everyone's taking offensive players and you start taking IDP guys, well, sure, it's nice, but you're going to be in the hole elsewhere most likely. So it makes sure. a lot of sense. Yeah, and if people are grabbing linebackers or defensive ends and you can get a really high upside offensive guy, then I'm going to do that all day. So for, for some that haven't played IDP before or are still new at it, yep. based on your philosophy of taking them later, even what you just said right there, if guys are taking defense early, I'm taking offense, mm -hmm. you're, you're targeting the offensive guys because they're going to score a lot more or just because there's a deeper defensive pool? There's a deeper defensive pool, um, as far as I can tell. If, you know, running backs are going, you know, there's not a whole lot of running backs that are going to get the ball a lot of times. There's not. You know, there's only so many wide receivers that are going to get 100 targets. There's only so many receivers that are going to get 90 targets. But there's quite a few defensive backs. There's a lot of defensive ends. There's a lot of linebackers. So the pool for IDPs is a little bit deeper than you're going to get with uh, with your offensive guys. And that's typically why I'm taking my, my offensive guys first because that shallow, you know, that pool gets shallow really, really quick. No, that's, that's very good. Good info there. Um, now, when we're talking the IDP players, you've mentioned linebackers targeting 120, 30 plus tackles. Um, what are some of the, and, and obviously this will be scoring based, yep. say it's a standard. Yep. What are some of the big statistics you're targeting? Apparently tackles is one, but what else are you looking for? Well, yeah, you're, for me, tackles are, are some of the more predictive stats, uh, especially for linebackers and defensive backs. So, but what I'm doing is not necessarily the stats. I'm also looking at snaps. So I'm targeting guys that I know are going to be on the field for at least nine, at the very least, 90% of the defensive snaps. So I'm targeting the guys that are getting all of the sub package snaps. They're getting those nickel snaps. They're getting those dime snaps. A lot of defenses now are, are not necessarily running their base defense all the time. They're running a lot of nickel. So they have a lot of guys that are, you know, they've got, five, six defensive backs, but they're taking one or two linebackers off the field. So I'm targeting the guys that are getting at least 90% of the snaps from the linebacker position. And I'm also looking at yeah. uh, tackle rate. So they're tackles divided by the snaps played. So I'm targeting guys with at least, um, especially my uh, first linebacker, I want a linebacker that has at least a 12% tackle rate uh, per thousand snaps. So they're getting the 120 tackles. So looking at the snaps and I'm looking at the tackle rates. Um, for defensive line, I'm looking at pressure rate just because the pressure rate is pretty indicative on their ability to get to the quarterback. Um, there's a lot of rotations at the defensive line. So if they're playing at least 60 to 65% of the snaps, I think you're going to be okay. Um, in terms of the defensive back position, again, I'm targeting tackles. Um, a lot of times I'm going to stream that position because the defensive back position there's just so much variance with the position. Um, you can draft guys that are going to ha that have high upside late, 
and there's always someone that's going to emerge on the waiver wire. But again, I'm targeting tackles for defensive backs, targeting safeties, especially strong safeties first. Um, and again, the, the safeties that are going to be playing at least 90% of the snaps. No, that makes a lot of sense. That's going to be my next question. I'm assuming you want strong safeties in the secondary because they're yep. they're going to be a ball hawk at the same time. They're going to be attacking the run game. They're going to be that guy if it gets past the linebackers, things of that nature. That'll help yep. you get those tackles you're looking for. So that makes yep. a lot of sense there. Yep, exactly. Uh, um, when you're factoring in your players, you mentioned the percentage of snaps, the pressure rate, mm -hmm. the tackle rates, mm -hmm. very good things. How much of that, and this is – a pretty common sense thing to my opinion, but can you explain it? How deep do you look into defensive schemes like the coordinators? You already mentioned the nickel guy that played nickels more than others, stuff like that. How in depth do you get into this when you're picking your players? Um, I, I try to target defenses with a base four three, um, but I mean, base defenses right now are, are very rare anyway. They're, you know, a lot of teams are running, you know, their base defense maybe 40 to 45% of the time and they're running sub packages or they're running some sort of hybrid. But I like the 4-3 uh, middle linebackers, 3-4 uh, inside linebackers. Um, those guys are going to get to the ball. And uh, so those are typically the positions that, you know, I'm targeting. Three On the 3-4 side, I tend to stay away from defensive ends, but obviously you have some, uh, you know, you have some exceptions. J.J. Watt is obviously the big exception. Um, you know, he's, he can play on my team, no matter where he, he can go anywhere. He can have any position designation he wants. He's just one of those anomalies that are just going to dominate. But for the most part, a three, four defensive end or defensive tackle are the positions that I'm kind of staying away from, uh, if I'm in a deeper league, you know, and I need to round out my roster, maybe someone, you know, that I know may have some high sack upside, but typically the three, four, I'm tackling their, I'm going for the inside linebacker. Four three, I'm going for a middle linebacker or a weak side linebacker. Uh, the strong side are tending to take out more blockers. They're facing tight ends, so their ability to get to the ball carrier is is impeded a little bit more than uh, than a middle or a weak side linebacker. Okay. And that's why I asked the questions. You just broke it down a lot more than just a simple <laughs> three four four. Three. That was perfect. Like <laughs> even the even the concept of strong side, it makes sense. You know, one of the better players in the league is going to get double teamed all the time. Opens up the weak side to at least get around and try to make a play. Um, yep. a lot of a lot of factors involved there. Um, are there any teams that you just kind of have a I'm not touching you, or or do you say, well, they're going to give up a lot of points? Are are their their offense is going to score a lot, so now it opens up throwing for the secondary guys? Do you look at stuff like that? Um, actually, no, not really. I know uh, there's there's articles about bad defenses and if they if they make for good IDPs. If a defense is going to be, you know, most defenses are going to play about 65 to 70 snaps. So that's typically about average. It's very rare where any defense is going to be on the field for 80 to 90 snaps unless the game goes into overtime. So there's not really a defense that I will typically stay away from. What I look for is rotations, especially at the linebacker position. Is there, you know, is there many linebackers that are coming in and out? Like, for example, um, you'll see uh, on my timeline, a lot of uh, my fellow IDPers, we talk about the New England Patriots. And typically that's going to be a situation that we may stay away from because there's three or four guys that can all play anywhere between 600 to 700 snaps, which may make up anywhere between 60 to 70% of the total. And that's, 
just not a situation that you want to find yourself in. So, I mean, if a guy's only going to play 40 to 50% of the snaps, 50% of the time your guy's going to be off the field, you're leaving points on the field. So that's a, typically a situation that I will stay away from if I see that there's heavy rotations, not necessarily the defense uh, itself. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So, so people that don't play IDP, the Patriots are a, a pain in the rear when it comes to their offensive players. Now it's good to know same on the defensive side of things. Yeah, exactly. Good old and, uh, yeah, exactly. He, he's also doing it to the defensive side. Um, I know the Colts situation is one that's kind of iffy. There's a lot of ups. There's a lot of iffy uh, linebackers there. Not necessarily know who's going to play. Um, and New Orleans also has a pretty muddled linebacker situation as well. So just kind of something you kind of got to check out and, you know, you monitor the training camp reports. I know the third preseason game is coming up. That's usually a, a good indication of, of probably what's going to happen during the regular season. Well, we talked strategy. We, we talked positions there. Let's get into some of the players at these positions. We'll start at the D-line. What are some of the main defensive line players you're looking to build around this year? Well, there are some guys that now find themselves in, in, in some advantageous positions because um, their teams made defensive scheme switches. Uh, one, the Cleveland Browns, and uh, one of the guys I really like for the Browns who had a pretty good year last year uh, is Emmanuel Ogba. Um, he's switching from a 3-4 outside linebacker to a 4-3 defensive end, so he is going from a lesser value IDP designation at linebacker to a more friendly position to uh, to defensive line. So he's someone that I'm targeting um, as a second or third defensive line, had a really good year last year and uh, registered six and a half sacks. And now this year he has uh, Miles Garrett playing alongside him. So he's going to get some attention as the first overall pick. Um, the defensive line is improved. I know Danny Shelton got hurt, but when he's in there, he plugs up some space. And we've also got Jamie Collins and Christian Kirksey uh, behind him. So I think Agba is not going to see necessarily as many double teams. And I think uh, he's someone that uh, you can safely target uh, someone that can get six to eight sacks this season. Nice. Uh, what are some like a sleeper to that you're looking at that, uh, that most people won't be paying attention to, I guess Agba could classify as one technically, but what's a, another one you're looking at? Uh, the defensive line, Shaq Lawson from Buffalo. Uh, Jerry Hughes gets a lot of attention, but, Shaq Lawson is another one of those that is going to uh, that should have a position switch from linebacker to defensive end. So playing alongside Jerry Hughes, he should also um, clean and not see as many double teams uh, with Hughes playing alongside him. Now, now for people that play a lot of baseball fantasy, you usually have to play so many games to get eligible at a position. Will fantasy football, a guy that played linebacker this year, will he be eligible at defensive line on your leagues? Uh, really depends on on your league settings, what you're playing, um, and how the and how the league site classifies him. Um, I know I play a lot on my fantasy league. I think he got the position switched to defensive end or defensive line. Some uh, league will, will will give him both. They'll give him both the defensive line and linebacker. So um, if he's got the defensive end or defensive line designation, then he's a definite target. Actor, then then you can stay away. Okay. Speaking of linebackers, uh, what's uh, you know a guy or two that you're looking to build around at the linebacker position? Um, obviously, you want you know you got your top linebackers, Luke Keekley, those guys. But in terms of, of some names that 
you know, might pop out. Um, I like BJ Goodson from the Giants. Um, he's been installed as the uh, the middle linebacker. He is uh, wearing the communication, so as we say, the green dot. So, uh, yeah, he's he's the one communicating with the defensive coordinator. So as of right now, um, he's probably the one that's not going to be leaving the field. So BJ Goodson is someone I'm targeting as a as a linebacker who definitely has some upside this season. Um, from Jacksonville, I like Miles Jack. He's uh, also been installed as the middle linebacker. He's also wearing the communication device. So he may be a little bit more popular um, and, and more well-known. Obviously, he was a higher draft pick, but he might be a little bit more known. But he's uh, he's going to be taking the every-down duties. Uh, he and Talvin Smith uh, in Jacksonville. So I look for him to have a pretty good year in his second year. Uh, real quick, I, I know exactly what you're talking about with the green dot and everything, but can you clear that up for people that might not know what you're meaning and why that's so significant on the defensive side of things? Yeah, when like the quarterback, if you notice the quarterback has a has a little green dot on the back of his helmet, what that does, that signifies that he has the communication between him and his offensive coordinator. The linebacker that's wearing the green dot or wearing that communication device He's technically the quarterback of the defense, so he's the one that's calling the plays and working out the plays between him and the defensive coordinator. So essentially, any for the most part, anybody who has that communication device is not going to leave the field because he is the quarterback. He's play calling for the defense. So for me, that's pretty significant. Yeah, no, no I, that's why I wanted to break it down because basically he's going to be out there all the time, which is huge for what you need to do. And they're, they're going to base a lot of things around him, if you think about it in the grand scheme of things. So that's uh, very, very important. Um, looking at the defensive back position, what are some of the guys you're looking at there, maybe a sleeper or two as well? Yeah, for defensive back, I like, um, I like Sean Davis uh, from the Pittsburgh Steelers, been installed as the strong safety. Uh, and I look for him to play in the majority of the snaps for, for Pittsburgh. So uh, Sean Davis is a guy I am targeting. And I also like Micah Hyde from the Buffalo Bills. Comes over from Green Bay. He is uh, looking to man the strong safety position in Buffalo. Um, and with their with Buffalo's linebacker situation being kind of ugly, Preston Brown really being the only linebacker that I want, I think Micah Hyde has some upside for some big tackle numbers. Um, in recent history, the Buffalo Bills strong safety has put up some pretty good tackle numbers. And uh, and also you cannot uh, you gotta love the fact that Buffalo, uh, their scores definitely hand out the tackles like they're Halloween candy. So uh, you can just be in the vicinity of the play, and you can get credit for either a solo or an assist. So uh, those two guys, I'm definitely targeting uh, Sean Davis and Mike Hyde. Nice. Um, let's talk rookies. Everybody loves rookies. Like on the oh, we got our rookie running backs. We get to look forward to and receivers and all that good stuff. Yep. But when it comes to defense, people that actually pay attention to the draft, there's a lot of defensive players taken early in the draft. Yep. Um, and, and they should have some kind of impact to start the season. Let's start real quick. We'll start at the D-line like we did this last time. What are like a D-line rookie or two that you think might have an immediate impact, especially on a fantasy team? Well, the, the, the big one is obviously going to be Miles Garrett. Um, I mean, the first-round pick uh, for Cleveland, he's going to be installed immediately as a defensive end. So – um, he's he's going to be one of the main ones. But if you're getting down a little bit, um, I like Tack McKinley from the Falcons. He has a chance to, to make an immediate impact. Um, he's playing alongside uh, Adrian Claiborne. Uh, Vic Beasley is also going to get a lot of attention. So I think Tack McKinley has a chance 
to really make a nice impact with the Atlanta defense. Definitely an improved defense uh, there. And I also like uh, Taco Charlton, if he can get some of the snaps uh, alongside the defensive line there in Dallas. I know they've struggled with, uh, with sacks. Uh, David Irving is suspended, so I think Charlton has a chance to come in. And, uh, and Derek Barnett, I think, is someone that is really making a name for himself immediately this preseason. Um, I've watched some of the, the Game Pass uh, replays, and he just stands out as someone that I think is going to be really, really hard to keep off the field. So I think you, he's someone you can draft for bench depth, maybe as your fourth or fifth defensive line if you're deep, in a deeper league. Um, if he goes undrafted, definitely keep him on your waiver wire watch. I think he's definitely someone that can also make an impact as a rookie. Good to know. Very good to know. Uh, what about the linebacker position? You know, it's funny. This draft, there was a lot of guys that I really liked, but they ended up in a really bad situation. So this year, there there weren't really that many that really stood out. Um, there were two um, that I am tar- that I would target actively, and that's Reuben Foster for the 49ers and Gerard Davis of the Lions. Um, Reuben Foster is going to be starting immediately alongside uh, Navarro Bowman. And as soon as Gerard Davis was drafted in Detroit, he was immediately named the starting middle linebacker. And I noticed they put the, you know, that green dot right on him right away. I noticed it this past week. So he is going to be on the field for all the snaps. And to hear Whitehead was, I believe, the middle linebacker last year. And he had a career year uh, in tackle. So I look for kind of something similar for Draw Davis manning that middle linebacker position. So those are definitely two that you can draft pretty, uh, pretty early right away. Um, one guy maybe to keep an eye on is going to be uh, Hassan Reddick. Uh, from the from the Arizona Cardinals, I know the Dion Buchanan and Carlos Dansby are there. They haven't been playing, but uh, Hassan Reddick can also uh, have an immediate impact. And maybe in deeper leagues, I did notice that uh, uh, Markel Lee got some starts with uh, with the first team, but he did come off in some packages. So um, he's going to be a good dynasty target. Maybe not necessarily have the value right away in your draft. Interesting. Very interesting. Um... When we're looking at defensive backs, those guys, you know, a lot of them from the SEC and, you know, Ohio State and everything. What are some of the defensive backs you're looking at in this draft, uh, in this this season? I really like Jabril Peppers um, in Cleveland. Got, uh, you know, he'll probably be installed as the strong safety, but he's the type of guy that's going to be playing everywhere. Uh, linebacker, free safety, ball hawk is going to be returning punts. So if you're getting yardage or, uh, you know, points for return yardage, He's going to be valuable, so he's going to be one of those guys that's going to be on the field for every snap, and he's going to be playing everywhere. Uh, so definitely upside with tackles in the big plays. I also love Jamal Adams. Um, I love the spot that he landed in over New York. Again, a really bad situation with linebacker. Um, you know, Darren Lee is there. You know, he's going to be all right. I think he's you know primed for breakout. Mario Davis, he's okay, but I think Jamal Adams is someone that's going to have a uh, a pretty good year uh, with New York. I, I do know as soon as he was drafted, uh, I think they pretty much got rid of every safety they had on their roster uh, to, to make room for, for Jamal Adams. And, uh, and Buda Baker of Arizona, I think he's someone that can also come in. Arizona plays a lot of safety, so I think Buda Baker also has a chance to pl- uh, play right away and uh, have some uh, play some meaningful snaps. Very nice. Um, we, we, you know, late rounds, you take your gambles. You already mentioned um, – you know, a couple guys that you might stash late. Are there any guys you don't see having starting roles at the moment that are worth keeping an eye on that should have an impact maybe in the second half of the season? Yeah, you know, it's there's um, 
in Oakland there, I noticed there was, uh, uh, his name was Nicholas Morrow. He got some snaps uh, alongside Corey James. Um, he was playing the sub packages while Markel Lee came off. So if he's someone that's going to be playing a lot, um, you know, if you're in a deeper league, keep Nick, the name Nicholas Morrow in your in the back of your mind. Um, Jayon Brown in Tennessee is someone that I've liked his play during the preseason. Um, struggles a little bit sometimes against the run, but he's really good in coverage. So if he can, you know, improve in the run game, Jayon Brown is someone to keep an eye on. Um, I didn't, and I also did mention the the Saints situation in terms of linebacker. I know they they announced maybe for their starter. So Alex Anzalone is someone that uh, that you can target late, um, and and AJ Klein I think is also someone that you could possibly target late as uh, maybe a fifth or a sixth linebacker for bench depth. Okay, one one more question. You keep mentioning um, you keep mentioning bench yep. depth when um, you know you always yep. take a backup quarterback. You have a couple running backs. How much depth are you looking for in your IDP? Obviously, it's roster relevant for what you have, but unlike your standard leagues you do, how many players at each position are you try and do accumulate? For the defensive end and the defensive line, I will just draft what I need to start. So if it's two defensive ends or two defensive linemen, um, I'm pretty much just going to draft two defensive linemen and I'm going to get my third to cover up for, for, ben, you know, for, for that third defensive line that I need you know, for bye weeks. Same thing with the defensive back position. If I'm starting two, I'll probably have three. If I'm starting three to four linebackers, I'm going to have at least three to four backup linebackers to cover for depth. I, I just draft linebackers. I want to have all of them if I can. So uh, the linebacker position is, is one that, uh, that I will fill up a little bit more and, uh, and go a little bit deeper. Um, and I know, and I know you didn't ask, but also I, I want to mention, um, it's not necessarily necessary to handcuff your defensive, your IDPs. So I know you talk about quarterback, you know, running back handcuffs, you know, drafting, um, you know, Ezekiel Elliott and drafting his handcuff. You don't necessarily really need to do that with IDP. So if you draft someone like, uh, you know, Vontes Burfecht, it's not really necessary to draft a, a handcuff because for the most part, there may not be a specific handcuff. So if someone goes down or suspended or, or goes down with injury, you know, it may not be technically his backup on the bench on the on the depth chart. He may they you know someone from another spot might come in and fill in. So uh, when it comes to handcuffs, I usually don't draft handcuffs, and I just draft a guy. And if something happens, monitor the news throughout the week, and then go for the waiver wire. That is very very good info right there because. I know I would have thought, okay, yeah, take this guy because he's going to fill in here. You know, you got like Lee from Dallas always gets hurt. Let me take his backup. That makes yep. a lot of sense right there. I didn't even think about it because, yeah, it is more of a scheme base and who can fill that spot, not just position by position. So makes a ton of sense. Well, great. That was a lot of news or a lot of information <laughs> in a short period of time. That was outstanding. Um, did you want to plug anything you're working on right now at 4 for 4 or anything else? Uh, yeah, you know, I've got all my uh, my preseason contents up there. You know, you can find the rest of my breakouts at each position, the rookies to target uh, at the defensive positions. Um, out for edit right now, and hopefully will be published within the next day. I have the projected three down linebackers and uh, who will be wearing the communication device for each team. Uh, and that is also something I update throughout the preseason as well as the entire season. So, uh, you know, that's something that I always keep updated. Rankings are constantly updated. So, you know, now is uh, we're just ramping up and getting ready for the season.
Yeah, that was great. Again, everybody, check him out. He does his work, like like we said, at 4 for 4 football. He's on Twitter at Mike underscore Wollert, W-O-E-L-L-E-R-T. Check him out. Give him a follow. Um, as you can tell by this, he's got a ton of great information. So there's going to be much more you can find out there. And he tweets it out. Check him out. And, Mike, again, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate you having me. And, uh, yeah, follow me. We'll talk some IDP. And, and, again, appreciate you having me. I had a blast. And yeah. any IDP questions, feel free to ask. Always open. Yeah, yeah, hit him up, guys. And uh, maybe we'll, we'll talk something. I don't know what IDP we can do in the season, but we'll figure something out. Uh, really good information. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, man. Okay, everybody, this is Bench with Bubba, episode 49, your fantasy football IDP talk. We'll catch you guys next time. Life's better with an auto policy from American Family Insurance. No matter what dreams you're driving towards. That's because our expert agents will make you feel totally protected with the right auto coverage at the right price. You'll also save up to 23% when you bundle auto with home. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.